0: Welcome to The Restless Ones. I'm Jonathan Strickland. I've spent the last 12 years covering technology and learning how it works, demystifying everything from massive parallel processing to advanced robotics and everything in between. As we stand at the beginning of a new era of unprecedented connectivity with the rollout of 5G technology, I'm partnering with T-Mobile for Business to sit down with some of the visionary leaders in tech across all industries, From companies like Intuit and FedEx, many more that play an integral part of our economy to get a better understanding of how tech and connectivity will change business forever. These leaders are the pioneers who don't follow trends, they define them. This show is their story. They are the Restless Ones.
1: So when you start marching up, The various levels of autonomy and you're augmenting the human intelligence to avoid that 95%, -hmm. the error rate, you need that real-time power. And connectivity with 5G helps that real-time decision-making because you have near real-time processing of the data.
0: Since the original recording of this interview, and as of January 2021, PSA Group and Fiat Chrysler Automobiles officially merged to create Stellantis, bringing together 14 vehicle brands across the globe. Our featured guest, Mantha Chamardi, also assumed a new role within the organization. Mantha is currently the head of the Software Business and Product Management, p at Stellantis, All references to Fiat Chrysler and Mamtha's prior role as Chief Information Officer were based on when the episode was recorded. In today's episode, I sat down with Mamtha Chamardi, the CIO of Fiat Chrysler. Mamtha has been at the front and center as the automotive industry has transformed thanks to digital technology. I wanted to get her perspective on how leaders can take what could be an existential crisis of disruption and turn it into a massive opportunity for unprecedented success, as well as to learn how improved connectivity paves the way for the future. Not surprisingly, much of what she had to share complemented what I learned from our previous episode where I spoke with FedEx's CIO, Rob Carter. He provided insight on how the transportation industry as a whole is changing.
1: Customer-centric is key. Mobility services is key. We have evolved to a stage now there is a lot more sensors in the car. We are collecting a lot of data about the car. We are collecting a lot of data about the customer. Today's customer is addicted to convenience. So we have to become customer-centric because that's, that's, where, today's, that's where we meet today's customer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not just with the product. But the product that's immersed in understanding the customer experience who's using our product
0: is also important. So how does technology play a role in that?
1: Tech now today impacts all aspects of the business. But then collecting data from the product. If you look at that whole customer experience, the part one is your business, how do you enhance, and continue to protect your business. Mm -hmm. And then the next is getting into incremental and also into new business models Mm -hmm. with technology, with the data that you collect. What can I get out of this data? Can I give an alert to the driver that your brake pads are wearing out? And by the way, I have ordered new set of brake pads at this particular dealership, which is on your way to work. And if you drop off your vehicle, Or do you want at an extra cost the service to come to
0: you? But having more sensors than vehicles, collecting data, as well as we're now firmly in the era of big data where we can analyze for patterns that before would have never even emerged for us. I've heard you say before that the automotive industry, if you look at the classic industry, was all about mechanical engineering and now it's really computer science. Can you talk a little more about that transformation and, and what you have seen in your career, how that transformation has sort of progressed?
1: Autonomous, connected, electric, and shared mobility is like ACES or CASE, um, would you say it, is causing a tsunami of disruption. Each one of these trends in itself mm-hmm. is a massive disruption or a disruptive force. But what's happening is these forces are converging. And all of this is possible because of where we are with technology. When you talk about artificial intelligence, we have been in the, in the IT world, we have been talking about artificial intelligence for a very long time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But today, we are able to take all of that data, analyze that data, form patterns with that data, start going from historical reporting to predictive and prescriptive because we have the right kind of computing power and the right kind of storage. And the storage is now much more affordable. Mm -hmm. And computing is also much more affordable. Autonomy will not be possible without these advances in technology. Just look at today, if you look at the automotive industry, 1.2 million people die every year and 95% of this is because of human error. And what can artificial intelligence and the uh, storage and computing at the edge can unleash in terms of the power in augmenting human decision-making?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Keeping you in the lane so that you're not distracted and you're you know, uh, changing the li- lane unintentionally mm-hmm. and hitting someone, or applying an emergency brake and you know, uh, having a car come to a standstill because you're going to go hit someone. Mm-hmm. That kind of uh, augmenting, technology augmenting human decision-making.
0: How do you anticipate Fiat Chrysler taking advantage of the rollout of 5G networks in an effort to sort of enable these technologies we've been talking about that are primarily intended to remove that 95% human error that, Uh, that's, I mean, that's just such a looming statistic. And to get that number down even a little bit would be a phenomenal, a phenomenal uh, 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 feat. So how do you think Fiat Chrysler will be leveraging 5G as it evolves in the future in order to attain those goals? I think when we talk about level four and level five autonomy, I think
1: that's where, I think even in the earlier cases of autonomy, it's important to have 5G. Mm-hmm. and to have persistent, reliable communications, mm-hmm. but I think with the complete autonomy you need a lot more persistent connectivity. Mm-hmm. So let's take the um, connected, connected autonomous car. If the car knows that it's going from point A to point B and it knows that It's constantly adapting for the optimal route. Mm -hmm. And it's collecting the data from not only um, its surroundings, but from the infrastructure and the weather information and everything that the car needs to know to take the person safely from point A to point B. And such kind of persistent connectivity will help to not only find the most efficient path, so to reduce the carbon footprint. So when you start marshing up the various levels of autonomy, and you're augmenting the human intelligence to avoid that 95%, Mm -hmm. the error rate, you need that real-time power. And connectivity with 5G helps that real-time decision-making because you have near-real-time processing of the data. I think Technology is such a critical enabler across all four of the trends. With connectivity, we've already gone from where we have level one connectivity just having connectivity at the hardware level to now we are moving into much more personalized service. Do you want to use the native voice functionality in the car or do you want to connect your Alexa profile? Mm -hmm to the car and use Alexa to wake up your car, or better yet, use Alexa's embedded code and name your car whatever you want to name it. You wanna call your car, Bob, you will say, hey, Bob, wake up, and then it knows that you're trying to activate the voice on the car. So that is the personalization to then moving to convenience. I know where you are, I know, with all these sensors that are there on your body and in the car that you're hungry or you have a medical emergency Mm -hmm. that I'm sending in the event of a medical emergency, I'm sending an ambulance to you with some uh, level of information to whoever are the medical technicians that are coming to you saying, this is what we have collected through the sensors in the car on the body. Right? And then move to electrification. Electrification is not just about uh, the powertrain in the car, but if you are running out of charge, leading the car to a safe place so that you can charge the car. And then shared mobility was possible for Uber or anyone because of technology, right? Mm -hmm. So technology is playing a central role in almost all of the disruption that we are seeing in the automotive industry. And that's why the tech industry is taking such a keen interest, because they know how to take data, create patterns with the data, and provide convenience features.
0: Yeah, I've noticed that, uh, and I've said this, that that cars, I think, kind of represent the tip of the spear mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, a lot of the technologies you were specifically alluding to. What would you say is the most exciting thing from your perspective with uh, the way digital technology is, is integrating into the automotive industry in general?
1: I think if you look at today, there are, you know software is becoming a lot more embedded in the car mm-hmm. than before. Mm-hmm. Today, there are about 100 million lines of code in the car. And with complete autonomy, which is level four, level five autonomy in the car, we're talking about 300 million lines of code. So that means an increase of sensors Mm -hmm. collecting the data. And I think for me, the most exciting is when this technology starts making an impact on saving human lives, when this technology starts making an impact on avoiding traffic congestion or managing the traffic flow and improving the productivity.
0: That's great insight as well. We'll be right back with more of my conversation with Monta Chamarti right after the break.
2: If there's one thing most businesses can agree on these days, it's that change has never come about so quickly. New ways of working have become the norm. As a result, the status quo no longer cuts it when it comes to helping businesses adapt and innovate. That's why T-Mobile for Business uses unconventional thinking to help businesses work smarter and grow faster. Only T-Mobile offers America's largest and fastest 5G network. It's just one reason they're better able to help businesses solve the real world challenges they face as they evolve. For instance, their new WFX solutions help team members stay connected and productive where work happens. With nearly two and a half times the network coverage of AT&T, nearly four times more than Verizon, and $40 billion invested in network and business improvements over the next three years. T-Mobile for Business is better for your business right now and into the future. See what they can do for your organization at T-Mobile.com slash unconventional. OpenSignal awarded T-Mobile fastest 5G network based on average speeds. USA 5G user experience report January 2021. Capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some users may require certain plan or features. See T-Mobile.com.
0: So, We've talked uh, a little bit about the the fact that computing has progressed to a point and storage has progressed to a point where edge computing is now a real possibility in lots of different implementations. Uh, underlying that, as you mentioned earlier, obviously the, the network connectivity is has been a limiting f- factor for quite some time. But now we're starting to see the rollout of things like 5G, where we're getting that that low latency, high data throughput network connectivity. How do you foresee that playing a role in the automotive industry moving forward?
1: I think for us to reach that a nirvana of level four, five autonomy, persistent, reliable communications is also a critical enabler. That's why in the ACES, connected is also an enabling force uh, for. Autonomous electric as well as shared. Because the foundational trust when someone gets into a car as a driver or as a rider is that they would safely go from point A to point B. And when you're talking about that level four, level five autonomy, where there is no driver. Okay, when there is a lost connectivity, the driver is able to make the decisions. So you don't have that human driver anymore. And so you cannot have that loss of connectivity or have those dead zones where uh, the car is no longer connected because the car has to be connected all the time. That reliable, persistent connectivity is important. Of course, we will have um, fail proof in case of loss of connectivity, what are the redundancy that will take over even in level four, five uh, cases of autonomy. We'll see that, but I think 5G will help us in addition to the computing and storage, 5G will accelerate. So that would be from a pure technology standpoint Mm -hmm. that will help us accelerate autonomy. Then of course there is, will humans trust this technology and get into that level four, five autonomous car? And then would that be
0: affordable in terms of personal consumption? So I feel like like that combination of the computing, the storage, and the connectivity together, all of that had to happen for that to become a possibility. That and very intelligent people knowing how to leverage it. So not just having the tools there, but how do you use the tools to make something meaningful. I'm focusing a lot on the consumer side simply because that's my perspective. But then I sit there and think about the back end about everything that has to happen in order for the manufacturing part of the process, the delivering vehicles to dealerships sort of process.
1: If you look at the manufacturing side of the automotive, and there are a few things that are happening and that will continue to evolve. The edge computing that we talked about for the car will happen in the manufacturing space too. In the manufacturing, we still have a lot of Um, legacy systems mainframe systems local data centers all of those are a lot of cost overhead that we carry and I think those will go away with edge computing and the data processing now we talked about just the car being connected Mm -hmm. there there are there is every physical object now embedded with intelligence So it's not just the car, it's the entire infrastructure that we are talking about. While the car is driving in a city, we talk about smart cities, smart infrastructure, smart roads, smart everything. If you have a mechanical object, how can I embed intelligence into it? Now take the same thing to the manufacturing floor. As your product is getting built, how can you collect the intelligence and stop when you see anomalies in the product? So that you can avoid rework, you can avoid scrap. Everyone in Vassor weighs millions of dollars in that space. Mm-hmm. And as today the car is only used what 7% of the time? The rest of the time it's sitting in a parking lot or a you know garage or somewhere. Mm-hmm. With shared mobility, of course, the utilization has gone up. But what if Shared mobility goes up or hailing, ride sharing, all of those things, they go up and the utilization of the car goes up. And if the product continues to break down because it's increasingly utilized, it's not a good thing, but how can we then take that into the manufacturing and improve the quality of the product as it's being built? So that's kind of an impact on the manufacturing side. Mm -hmm. The other side is having transparency into the sourcing of raw materials. Where exactly are they coming from? And when you have an issue, tracing it back to not only this is the assembly line it was built in and here's where the materials came from Mm -hmm. will help you quickly identify and get to the root cause of the issue. So having that And newer technologies like blockchain enable that. So a lot of coffee companies are using, understanding the sourcing of coffee beans. Mm -hmm. Now take the same logic to the sourcing of raw materials in automotive. That surely is a great possibility. And the whole vertical supply chain that we have in the auto industry, uh, OEM, tier one, tier two, tier three, that kind of is changing also. It's not only this kind of tier one, tier two, but it's building an ecosystem, Mm -hmm. bringing tech companies together with your traditional suppliers, together with the semiconductor companies. So it's it's, uh, with data aggregators, you're building an ecosystem along with your customers so that you can co-create the products together. So there's so much that's changing and the enabler being that technology.
0: I'm almost speechless. Let me ask you this. Uh, we're going to transition now into thinking more about the future. We've talked a little bit about it so far. It's unavoidable when we talk about tech, but we're really going to focus on it now. So, a uh, conservative estimate when do you think we hit that level four or level five autonomy?
1: Oh. This is a a question that gets asked very frequently, when is it? I think if you look at 2019, Mm -hmm. this this was a year where kind of reality set in for us. If you look at 2017, 2016 to 2018, there was a lot of optimistic estimates of when we will see level four and level five autonomy. So level four, level five autonomy depends on three conditions. The first thing is technology. As I said, it's not just computing and storage, but connectivity is also important. So with 5G, Mm -hmm. so that's technology. Mm -hmm. And then technology along with regulation. So if you have regulators saying, um, I want to lower the carbon footprint in the cities, And I want to make it almost zero, and you already see many cities saying that we want zero carbon footprint. Mm -hmm. So technology and regulation is one uh, perspective. The second is people adopting this. Mm -hmm. You could have the technology, you could have the regulation, but I should feel comfortable getting into that car. So it's that human psychology. One is the behavior, can I get into that car? But once I get into that car, because I can't anticipate every road bump, would I become nauseous? So making advances, again, going back to technology, making advances in uh, transmission to a point where my ride is really smooth. Mm -hmm. That's the second, the the human adopting the technology trend. And the third aspect is affordability. Can I afford, with all of these technology, advanced technology, with edge computing, everything that we talked about, Mm -hmm. it is not cheap. Mm -hmm. So can individual, can I afford just for myself an autonomous car? Maybe if I am a billionaire (laughs) that is interested in such kind of trying autonomy, Mm -hmm. maybe yes. Um. But I think the first occurrences of autonomy, level four, level five, would be what would be the most economical usage of it. Mm -hmm. That would be robotaxis in geofenced applications. Like in the airports, we no longer think that the train that we take in the terminals from terminal to terminal Mm -hmm. or to the rental car place is autonomous, right? Mm -hmm. It's a defined path it's going every day. And we trust that it's going to take us safely. That foundational aspect of safety Mm -hmm. is important. And so I think the first occurrences that we would see in the near future would be around robotaxis. And then it would be mixed mobility solutions as we evolve in the next 10, 15 years. Having a whole combination of vertical liftoffs to full autonomy. As I mentioned, we are at the second greatest inflection point in terms of transportation mm-hmm. so it's really exciting looking forward into 2030 2035 how we would be traveling it just excites uh, excites me and how we can be shaping this as we at chrysler is just uh, mind-blowingly exciting
0: That's fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. (laughs) This has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Mantha is the type of leader who thinks in terms of solving problems. And when those problems include preventing unnecessary deaths, reducing environmental impact, preparing our cities of the future to handle even larger populations, all while keeping customers in mind and making sure that the back-end operations are efficient processes, you really begin to appreciate the scales involved. We're seeing the pieces we need to create working solutions. The increase in computing processing power and speed paired with versatile data storage options and enabled through high-speed, low-latency connectivity can get us to the future that Mantha envisions. In our next episode, we'll be speaking with Ferdas Bethena, the Chief Digital Officer for CVS Health, to see how digital technology is fueling an enormous transformation within the healthcare industry in ways that will impact millions of lives. Join us for that episode. This has been The Restless Ones, a production of T-Mobile for Business
2: and iHeartRadio. These days, new ways of working have become the norm, and the status quo no longer cuts it when it comes to helping businesses evolve and grow. That's why T-Mobile for Business uses unconventional thinking to help businesses seize innovation. Only T-Mobile offers America's largest and fastest 5G network, which makes their new WFX solutions possible, letting businesses stay connected and productive where work happens. See what T-Mobile for Business can do for you at T-Mobile.com slash unconventional. OpenSignal awarded T-Mobile fastest 5G network based on average speeds. USA 5G user experience report January 2021. Capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some users may require certain plan or features. See T-Mobile.com.